1: listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
2: You remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? You're listening to the
0: best of Make It Rain on the Fantasy Sports Network.
2: I'm going to make it rain the numbers are just absurd obviously there you don't want to go ahead and lay all of that juice no there, i'm even on if the like i'm laying game. seven games yeah seven games is good yeah i i think the i do think federer is going to get one set so i did look at the nadal wins three sets to one at plus 275 i think that's probably a decent area to look um because of the fact that listen, he, he he's still 100 years old but the guy's probably going to get one set here it's not been the greatest of circuits. I think he's 6 and 1 against Federer uh, on this surface yeah. here over the years. he's kind of owned them. Yeah, he's kind of owned them no. yeah, kind of here. Yeah. Uh, but Everybody. uh and uh, you know, I I apologize. This is the 39th time these two have actually faced each other, Nadal and Federer. The sixth time, of course, at Roland Garros at the uh, at the French Open. But can you imagine facing a dude 39 times? Like this is the 39th time these guys have gone head-to-head, and Nadal's won all five of the previous at the French Open, which would explain the ridiculous numbers. But I do think Federer gets a a set there, so uh, I've already thrown a couple of bucks down. Give me three sets to one. I I don't know that it's—is it going to go five? I doubt it, right? I don't don't know that it'll go five. I think Nadal will take care of business here, I think, rather easily, but— I think for nostalgic sake, I think Federer will hold his own for at least one uh, set. I think that's possible. Right? I think
3: that's possible. We we shall see. The beautiful part about this is that this will be happening, much like sometimes when there's golf going on during Make It Rain, there will be yes. uh, veteran adults checking in on that throughout the show. But, I, you know, when you say 39 times, Joe, like that, again, is a testament to these guys' um, uh,
2: quality. <laughs> Most of these longevity. have been in semifinals. And that's, that's what I was going to also Finals, say. And finals.
3: So semis are beyond, right? You know, You're so fine. they face Crazy. each other in high stakes matchups. And when you throw Jokovic wow. in there as well, the three of them have really. Um, mm. You know, been the standard bearers for an entire generation of tennis.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's not, and it's it should be noted too. These two guys are fa- all three of them are fascinating from the standpoint where Federer was the old man, then you had Nadal, and then you had Djokovic come in over there, and they all kind of own their own space, right? Like Federer is Mr. Wimbledon, yes. Right. And I, Nadal is yeah. Mr. French Open, and Djokovic uh, is I, Mr. I'll win everything yeah. else, right? Yep. <laughs> so, and that's kind of what they've been. But they haven't gone – it's not like they have been for 15 years number ones in the world. They they did go through stretches where, especially as they got a little older, injuries creeped in. They did go for some stretches where other people uh, were able to dominate. Like Federer went down and Djokovic won more. Djokovic had a period yeah. there were a couple of years where he changed his serve. Team. and it, Right. So it, it was so funny because when one – would you know kind of take a few steps back? One of the other ones would come up there, and vice versa. They the three of them have been doing this for years. And the doll's record at this play, holy crap! Oh, yeah, um, it's it's, I, ridiculous. it's absurd that. And let me see, I just want to make sure I have these numbers right because somebody sent them to me, and I'm like, that can't be that can't be oh, correct. Yeah. Is is he 39 and 2 on this? At, oh, no, I'm sorry. Ninety-one and two all-time at Roland Garros.
1: That's you're listening to the Fantasy
2: Sports Radio Network. Let it rain. You remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, here we go. Our number two fantasy sports radio network. Dane Martinez, Joe Ranieri, as we get you ready for the weekend. Time to make it rain. Big day here uh, alone already as we start off some um, uh, French Open tennis uh, semifinals. I believe uh, it's an all-Australian women's final now. Those matches are over, and uh, we get ready for the legends to take the court over the next couple of hours, Nadal, Federer, and then, of course, Djokovic. And the new kid on the block, the guy that was there last year, lost a Nadal yeah. in the final theme. Uh he's uh they are around about nine o'clock this morning, depending on, of course, how long the Nadal and uh Federer right. match goes, but they're getting ready to go underway. We'll keep you uh we'll keep you posted there. Also yeah. yesterday we told you about the the RBC Canadian Open. That is underway here, Dane. Couple of the names that we threw your way yesterday, including yeah. Shane Lowry. Yes, yeah, Shane Lowry actually uh, six under par yesterday. Shot a sixty four. He is one shot behind Keegan Bradley. Uh, oh. We also threw out a couple of names. I believe Webb Simpson. He's four under. Uh, he is. Yeah, Cooch is also uh, right there at about uh, about five under. I believe uh, yep. Adam Hadwin. Uh, the uh, the also don't forget your boy there, Henrik Stenson. Furek. Four under. Yep, Furek.
3: Yeah, Henrik went minus one. Furek was minus one, so he's got a little work to do, but, you know, yep. he's under par. Big day.
2: Yeah, big day. And then, of course, the guy, the uh, Mackenzie Hughes, the bomb that we gave you, 100 to one. He's, you know, the Canadian. He's the, uh, the. wouldn't it be nice to have a Canadian, uh, you know, win the Canadian Open. Uh, four under par, though, so uh, plenty of golf to be played, but obviously a uh, great start to uh, for those of you that tailed us and uh, are trying to make it rain here in golf pga this weekend don't forget belmont uh, coming up next hour our friend uh, mark lawrence playbook.com he'll join us uh, as we get ready for i believe nine horses left in this race uh is it nine now dane i, I think that's 10. The, is it five is it nine or ten um I'm, I'm i trying thought to... it
3: was ten unless there was a scratch like yesterday there were ten to draw for a position that's
2: it. that's it down could there be some money and value in there We'll We'll talk to Mark Lawrence about it, though. We'll talk a little, uh, get you ready uh, to make it rain. Women's World Cup soccer, man. Will America do it? Will the U.S. do it? We'll dive into that coming up. Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
6: That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321321.
7: If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call one 800 CarMats. WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America.
5: Sweep
6: the
1: leg. You have a problem with that. And Achari is upended by Bozak. Achari is down. Play continues. Here is Perron with the puck. Goes to his right. Looks to get it across. He scores! 2-0 St. Louis. Achari did not get back into the play. And David Perron beats Rask. The puck deflected on the way
5: in.
2: Yeah, that was uh, heart-wrenching and just heartbreaking for Boston Bruin fans, Dane. My heart bleeds for the Boston fans here who were getting ready to celebrate their 900th parade in the last 10 years. I will say this, though, as the uh, controversy rages on here this morning uh, after the Bruins on their own home ice, many feel were robbed uh, because... Uh, just before that second goal was scored, we had a, a great karate kid sweeping of the leg. Uh, what was it? The crab? What was he used in that movie? What was that? The claw? Like, what the hell was that he used there? The uh, uh, That oh, move in the karate kid? Was, yeah. yeah, like, you know, what he did the whole... What was it, Pavona? <laughs> what was it called? The crane. That uh, was it. Nice. Yeah. He basically craned him last night. Did he not? Uh, he he kind of <laughs> just swept that leg. And uh, of course, that led to another goal. And if you want to know how pissed off Boston was, take a look at the guy in the upper right hand corner here is Cam Neely. This is the guy who runs the Bruins, right? Yeah. Also former great, uh, great NHL player himself. Watch his reaction here as uh, <laughs> as the goal is scored and the tripping just this will tell you everything you need to know about what happened there. And, of course, everything freezes up on me. The guy in the right-hand corner there. And, uh all right, good. Well, I'll get it there for you. I promise there. Well, needless to say, he gets up, and there were three water bottles in front of him, Dane. He takes one of them and just turns around and, I mean, whips right over the other guy's heads that he nice. was standing over there. <laughs> and the water bottle explodes. And they caught this, and I'm telling you, the best part about the broadcast is that, You know, Doc and those, they didn't know how to react to this because it was so blatant. It was so ridiculous where the guy actually, I mean, listen to his credit, he put his head down. The blues player put his head down and he was walking over. He was really skating over to the penalty box because he was he was expecting it to come. But uh, it didn't come. They end up scoring. And I thought it was amazing how they spent the rest of the time trying to come up with excuses as to why it didn't happen. And ultimately, it didn't matter. Now, to make matters worse, of course, Boston scores a goal, right, with, so with about five minutes team, left. Right. Yeah, now makes it two. So it would have been – I don't think we would have been having this much aggravation this morning. Right, if, if it was a 4-0 final. If right. it was right. But the fact that they ended up scoring – and you know, now it's like, really, you had to go ahead and do that. Now, the interesting thing is it stayed under last night, Dane. We didn't get any goals mm-hmm. in the first period. So that whole, uh, you know, over one and a half goals per uh-huh. period, that stopped. They were four for four, and uh, of course, the uh, it went way under the five and a half. So it'll be interesting. Do we have an early line on game uh, on game six in St. Louis? Does Fanduel have it?
3: Uh, sure, let me bring that up for us right now. Uh, yes, okay. we do for game Still- six. The line St. Louis minus three and a half. Really? I mean, excuse me, minus three ten, minus three ten, minus, minus three. 10.
2: three. Wow! That's right. So that's yep. uh, wow, wow, wow. Minus three ten. I think they're gonna close home. it out. Damn,
3: I think they're closing <laughs> it out at home is what they're telling Ouch. you. Ouch!
2: All right, that's uh, yeah. that tells you what you need to know. So that, at, is it still
3: zigzag, apparently?
2: Is it five and a half still? The uh, the total.
3: I think for a uh, total, I don't see a total yet.
2: Not yet. And I'm gonna be interested to see if they will. They push it back down the five, or will they? Uh, will they go that round? Remains to be seen. Uh but listen, you had. Three more power plays than St. Louis did. You, you know, your vaunted power play, right, was supposed to be this, uh, uh, you know, uh, unbelievable. You scored four four power play goals in game two on four shots. Like, so I don't, uh, you know, I don't want to hear how you didn't have your chances. Bennington was amazing. You had your shot. It didn't work out. Yes, the guy busted out the, you know, Karate Kid crane and swept your leg. Right. It wasn't called Wow, wow, wow. You also got a guy on Boston that licks people's faces who uh, <laughs> many, many people will go, you know what, what goes around comes around, right? We talk about Carmen in sports all the time. Isn't it pretty yeah. funny where it's always Boston that seems to get the whistle mm-hmm. and always seems to get the, uh, the play, but not so much last night. So, Hey, three, two, man. Uh, those of you holding tickets with, uh, well, St. Louis and six congratulations you've got yourself uh you've got yourself possibly a cashing and winning weekend which is always cool nice. but you got to get past tonight in the nba those of you that are holding golden state tickets uh dane raise your hand uh those uh those of you that yes those of you holding the golden state tickets yeah uh but i listen dane i don't know i know as we get closer. Right. And boy, oh, boy, I can tell you from this morning, we told you guys the money that's pouring in on Toronto is amazing. It's already moved the line. It was at five in a lot of books right now. It's pretty much four and a half across the four board that we're seeing. So that's telling me there's a lot of money continuing to come in on Toronto. But, you know, it's so we've seen this. This movie before, right. have we not? Did we just fall the me one? Yet. It's
3: really right. I'm you know I'm my saying? hand. <laughs> I have the Golden State Warriors series bet it's not I told you about that. It is not. Now, yeah. now if they lose tonight, I'll be on full on DEF CON one or whatever. We'll be in high alert. Your okay? man, the
2: panic, You'll man yes. the panic button. Your man the panic button.
3: Yes, the panic button will be close by when they lose if or when <laughs> they lose tonight. Okay? Yes, I'll give you that. But you know, I I expect the urgency, the pressure, I expect, and we said it. We were playing it in the best of before, you know, more than any other team we've seen in a long time, Joe, this Golden State Warriors team thinks they can and actually can flip the switch, specifically, as you mentioned, Joe, the defensive switch, right? Mm. And I think that that's what we're going to see tonight. Combine that with the fact that the Raptors are prone to going through lulls where they cannot put the ball in the basket. And I think that is the biggest issue. And if that happens for a stretch of time today, I think the Golden State Warriors are going to know that they need to pounce today. We talked about it also, Joe, how the crowd was kind of, uh, you know, uh, high-end dweebs, shall we say, right? And not as active as they could be. That ain't going to happen tonight, Joe. All right, everyone knows that this dynasty is on the line, okay? And straight up, honestly, the dynasty is... Is on the line, Joe, because if they lose to Toronto, okay, and then out of these five years, they got three, with two of them being Kevin Durant, and the first one being LeBron without Kevin Love, without Kyrie Irving, there is a narrative out there that they are kind of over-perceived over, um, over, prestige, over perceived if they mm-hmm. lose this one and win three out of the five, with two of them being with the cheat code of Kevin Durant, okay? Right. so. Their dynasty is on the line tonight, in my opinion, and I think they will respond because, as we've said, this is a team that, when the their back is against the wall, aka Game Six against Houston, um, they come on out. And yes, I think that's they, what's happening tonight.
2: And they kind of, and again, so yeah, they're at home, and the one thing that we've known, and the numbers tell us, guys, we we've been. We've quoted all sorts of numbers and trends for you all series long here. The one constant, the one thing that we have come to know is that off a straight-up loss, this Golden State team, nobody has been better at making the adjustments than they have, including, and we've said this now a lot of times, What Durant went down, got... You know, Igadala went that We kept saying, oh, these bench players are not, they have no depth. The bottom line is every time their back has been against the wall, not just this year, over the last five years, Dane, we have seen Steve Kerr, we've seen these bench players, and it was funny, we talked to the, uh, the voice of the Golden State Warriors uh, earlier in the week, and I had asked him about Steve Kerr's ability to do that third quarter, right? You and I talked about what makes, yep. is Steve Kerr underrated in a lot of aspects of it? And he said the thing that makes him the most underrated is his, you know, those guys on the bench, the Quinn Cooks of the world, right? The McKinneys, these guys that are yeah, yeah, on the yeah. bench. That was Steve Kerr, guys, as a player. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't seem okay. to understand. Like, he was that okay. guy for a lot of his career. So he said what makes him so unique is his ability to be able to relate to those guys. I he them. knows what they're thinking, he's been there. And I think what you're seeing when these guys come off the bench, Dane, and these guys deliver, it's because Steve Kerr was there. He knows how to get through to these kids. And, by the way, I wouldn't bet against them tonight either. You know what I mean? I would not do it. I buy that. It's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Ted Williams was a horrible hitting coach, you know, but Steve
3: Kerr is kind of a mid-level player. That makes sense.
2: There you go.
1: Game time decisions. Me and Cam know this dude in Toronto. He's rich as hell. Okay, like he's oh, got like what's called a got two million dollars. I'm all good. For like, here every time me and Cam have an angle or something, like like we'd pitch it. Like, listen, you want to invest in this? You want to do that? You want to like whatever? It got to the point, whatever. We went to his house. He'd la- he'd say, "Go, what's the pitch?" What are you guys you buying a race car today? Like,
0: weekdays, 4 p.m. Eastern, and 1 p.m. Pacific, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
4: Slash Indeed, the world's number one job site. Source.com score total visits.
0: Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to maidsailors.com. That's Madesailors.com.
2: All right, Game 3, Game 4, rather, uh, tonight, NBA Finals. Will they, won't they? The Golden State Warriors, can they tie it up? Uh, I tell you, Raptor fans jumping up and down right now, thinking they've got, uh, this is the best chance that they are going to have to take full advantage of the injuries and the health concerns of Golden State. Big question mark, of course, is going to be, what is Klay Thompson going to be like? You held him out, right? And which is great. I think we can all agree that that was the smart thing to do. Holding him out was absolutely the smart thing to do. Get him ready. If he needs an extra day's rep, that's fine. In all likelihood, a hobbled Clay Thompson wasn't going to help you win that game three anyway. And let's be realistic here, Dane. I mean, now that the smoke is cleared, all right, take the fandom out of it. If they would have played a little more defense, that game is probably a hell of a lot closer than the final score indicated. So, even though I mean, even though they won, and eh, everyone's like everyone scored double digits for Toronto, and they did, they they made those open shots that they have not made throughout consistently in the playoffs. So, congratulations there. Uh, but the truth is, even as hobbled as they were in that last game, to me, it was a defensive effort and defensive breakdown. If they would have cleaned some of those things up. I think that game is a hell of a lot closer than most people want to give it credit to be, which leads us, of course, to tonight. And the fact that Golden State, if there's one thing we know about them under Steve Kerr, is they will make the adjustments. Everything that worked really well for Toronto in last game, they will take it away. And you do have Clay Thompson here tonight. And, you know, in many aspects, they are the Bill Belichick Patriots of the NBA, right? They'll watch the film. They'll go, oh, did you guys have fun uh, exploiting that? Yeah, okay, we're going to go ahead and take that away. And that's what they do. So their record speaks for itself. I still think, Dan, we're going six, seven games here. So I don't uh, don't anticipate a – and even if they lose tonight, you would think, and this is going to come down – so much can be answered. It's going to be a very fun – it's going to be a fun weekend because if they do lose tonight, if you're Kevin Durant, Yep, championship pride. You're coming – I don't care if you – you're coming back regardless, right? I mean, aren't you?
3: Even if you just – You're going to
2: risk that Supermax
3: contract that's on the horizon?
2: You're gonna risk maybe
3: having something that's really a six-month injury and impact you for free agency, Joe.
2: Well, then that won't that tell us exactly how bad this industry, uh this injury was? Because yes, if, if he they does lose not tonight, come
3: back for Game Five, yes, th- then, then we right? know he then in for his Achilles, right. and everybody, yes, <laughs> absolutely,
2: absolutely. Right. But if if he does come back, I think it it it, it even it opens up more questions, right? It, you aren't you gonna have more like okay, so. What was the difference between Friday and, and Sunday here right, and Monday, man? Like, seriously, dude? Like, you couldn't play. So it's inch. I just, it's so, it's ridiculous. The narrative is that come from each and every one of these games in the NBA Finals because his playing on Monday, not already being ruled out tonight, right? But his coming back, win or lose tonight, his coming back on Monday. To me, opens up a whole nother can of work. 36 hours, right. Exactly. What did you do, dude? Like, seriously, what? what? Yeah. And if you lose and come back, you know, Golden State Warrior fans are going to be like, dude, what the? Really? So, Mm -hmm. what? All of a sudden, you, oh, was it an epiphany? It was, uh, you know, what? Breakthrough on Saturday, Saturday. right. What happened here, right. Right. And and so it's, I don't know. I really I'm going to stick to my guns and say I don't see him coming back regardless. I do think this was all smoke and mirrors. I don't think he's Mm -hmm. healthy enough to play, period. I know they're selling us on the idea of game five or six. Steve Kerr told us that. But him coming back in game five or six at this point, it just opens up too many questions. And the media is going to you know, the media is going to drive a truck through that.
3: Yep. And what you said is that Steve Kerr told us this. We yes. have not seen it with our own two eyes, Joe. We do not have any – like with Boogie Cousins, there was footage of Boogie Cousins practicing. We saw it, okay? Here, it's it's Steve Carr telling us that they're ramping up his workout, that he's on the floor, saying just enough so that whatever they have to report to the league is technically accurate – But at the same time, they ain't telling us any real information, Joe. You know what I mean? And I think you're right. If you game theory this out, right, and play it out, if they win and he comes back, what does it mean? If they win and he doesn't come back, what does it mean? If they lose and he comes back, what does it mean? If he lose, if they lose and he doesn't come back, what does that mean? If you play all of those out, in essence, the end of the story for all of them is, yeah, he's really more hurt than we're thinking about, or... What the hell was the big difference in the 48 hours, you know, that we're in right now where all of a sudden, you know, the Uggs, the avocados and the hyperbaric chambers and a quick flight to Germany for some blood spinning? Like, what are mm. we doing here that all of a sudden maybe he's got to go back to Toronto, Joe, because maybe there's different drugs he can use there, different treatments he can have in Canada outside of the United States? You know, uh, you know. You know the treatment out there by Santa Anita, right, that they're doing weird drugs and weird treatments over there. So maybe uh, KD needs to go back to uh, Canada to get ready.
2: And, and Dane, that's the whole point. The, the whole list that you just went down there, all yeah. right, in 60 yeah. seconds, that's everything that comes out by him stepping back on the court at this point. It yep. really is. It's mind-blowing not being ready for— not being ready for tonight's game, but all of a sudden he's gonna roll okay out in Monday. a chariot. Yeah, on Monday when oh, when you're down 3-1, now you wanna show up? I oh man, oh man. It's... And Kevin Durant is someone
3: who, like Kyrie Irving, like a guy like mm. Alex Rodriguez, let's say, hears right? the noise. He hears oh, yeah. the noise. He knows about his legacy his reputation right he that's right. why there's the idea of him going to the knicks to be the alpha dog on a new team if he hears if there's this narrative that the golden state warriors fans are gonna you know abandon him because he didn't you know sack up and give it a go like clay thompson is in fact doing tonight yes it will ruin a reputation yes it will taint his championships with the warriors and yes kevin durant will care about this
2: so one of the other things yesterday, and and we talked about it on the show, and I didn't, uh, I don't want to. Uh, it's amazing to me how much more we found once we were done. The perils of, of course, doing a first thing in the morning this show. Is that you guy, found Mark everything Stevens. out? I uh, yeah, a- and we talked about it because we yesterday we were ripping mm-hmm. the guy. Because we just thought this was some insufferable tech tool bag that's got, you know, 20 grand to pop down on on seats. It's even worse, Joe. It's even worse.
3: It it,
2: it was more egregious than we could possibly even imagine finding out that this was a guy that is part owner in the Golden State Warriors. I can't even. (laughs) Now, to the credit of the Golden State Warriors, the immediate ban and reaction that they came out with the minute everybody knew. And let's face it, there was it was hard enough that Golden State, right, lost the game. But, you know, everybody in that building, in that PR department, in that front office knew who that jerk off was. And so you know, overnight there wasn't anybody sleeping. That PR team we was. We got to with this too. Oh <laughs> hell yeah, they were rolling big time that night. Going all right, we've as soon as this breaks, because they know the media is going to get oh, it. Oh
7: yeah,
2: yeah. So as soon as it breaks, their reaction I thought was great. It was well prepared. They knew exactly what was coming. I give them credit for not wasting any time and getting out in front sure. of it. Uh, also. Even more kudos to Adam Silver, uh, who it was one thing for Golden State to say, listen, you know, he's obviously he's a minority owner here. He won't be here anymore. You know what I mean? We're still investigating. But I thought um, this was Adam Silver almost immediately after that, didn't waste any time on it either, and I think he deserves credit. I think think we recognize
4: that um, it's not a science in terms of making these decisions. I think ultimately we felt that given how contrite Mr. Stevens was, the fact that um, he was extraordinarily apologetic, the fact that he had no blemishes on his um, prior involvement with the NBA or the Warriors, that a one-year ban. Appropriate together with um,
1: to a fine.
2: So they fined him a half a million dollars, and they actually banned him for a year. Now I know some people were screaming for a lifetime ban, and and listen, I don't uh, I don't disagree with that. Uh, there are so many things that are wrong. Of course he's going to be contrite. Of course he is going to be uh, you know he's going to be apologetic after the fact. I don't think this guy has any business having any ownership in the NBA whatsoever. I would have hoped for Adam Silver in the NBA to just relinquish him of any ownership whatsoever. I don't care if he comes and watches a game. I care that he's an owner in the NBA Stiliated and has some sort of stake right. in it. Yeah. That bothers me more than anything, because if the thing about his actions and again, it does change it a little bit from the standpoint of fans are fans, even rich fans are tool bands and we sure. get that. But it's totally different to be this a minority owner yeah. representing <laughs> that shield there. And it's even worse because his actions... He was a punk, Joe! He was a no, punk! It wasn't even that a punk. What's more disturbing to me is that this guy, he actually looked like he was entitled to push Steve Larry Because in some level... And I don't think I'm 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 being so far off the you know I'm stretching this out, mm-hmm. but in many aspects he looked like I pay you I own your ass mm-hmm. I'll do whatever I want to do to you and it mm-hmm. really was that kind of gesture that kind of that was why now a fan drinking getting loaded doing and and by the way have you oh, always right. noticed it's always the rich entitled. Jerk 100%. offs that yeah. can handle that kind of access to their play. It's never the guy who works three jobs to afford a ticket to bring his kid to the game. Right. That is. Uh, that's acting like a total moron. No. It's usually always these guys. But you're an owner, and your actions to me said, "I own your ass." That's basically Boy. what. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. You know. And I don't uh-huh. think I'm being that crazy uh-huh. saying it, but that's uh-huh. the impression I got watching it going. This guy actually thinks he's entitled to push him.
3: Well, he wonders what that means about this guy's entire life and how he's approached their entire life. But that 500K should go to the charity of Kyle Lowry's choosing.
2: Yeah, I don't know that they can do enough.
1: I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It's
2: changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible.
0: Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. andro400.com.
1: Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sportswear. Wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sportsbook. Go to fanduelcom grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wager account at fanduelcom grid Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports—and you're in control. Go to fanduelcom grid open your new account, and claim your free wager of up to $500 today.
2: All right, guys welcome back in here on a friday we'll get you caught up from the uh, french open the doll and uh, and federer yeah. get ready to uh, do battle here we'll give you an update there are uh, those of you that are degenerates like ourselves and uh, placed a little money there we've also got some uh, golf updates for you some matchups coming up a little bit later today give you an opportunity to make it rain of course nba game five coming up Top of the hour, Mark Lawrence, playbook.com will join us. Uh, He'll give you the winner for the Belmont since he gave us the winner for the Preakness. uh, He has been nothing but spot on, so we'll pick his brain coming up. And then uh, let us not forget, Monster. And I mean, Monster UFC UFC card here. Mm -hmm. Cowboy Cerrone getting ready to do battle here. Henry Sayhuda. It
7: was like
3: Cowboy a month ago. How frequently, like in boxing, I know at least, like you fight, you fight like twice a year.
2: It, like it's actually longer than you thought. I thought the same thing. It's actually, it's almost close to two months ago when we cashed that ticket. Really? Yeah, it's, uh. yeah, it's right, like six, still. seven weeks. Yeah, I mean, it's still. not, it, I, it makes it seem like it was two weeks ago. Doesn't it though? Like, oh, like, it weren't does. we just talking about Passaroni? But it's, it's been almost two months like, now.
3: Boxers fight like once or twice a year, Joe. So even if it was two months still, isn't that a, and they're like, they're lumped up a little bit more. It, I I, I want to ask Jay that. I, I, I want to ask yeah. Jay that it seems like it's a quick turnaround.
2: Yeah, it's um, he's he's going to be an underdog again. I, you know, it's very interesting again. the the card. So there are and, and anytime Jay, the sports CEO, tells us he loves a card, he don't love it oh, because come. he's betting uh, you know minus two hundred favorites, guys. He loves the yeah. card because he feels there is some big time value. It, so you're not going to want to miss that. That's coming up. Uh, that's coming up in just about forty minutes or so. But we were telling you about, of course, the reaction Adam Silver, the Golden State Warriors, about their minority owner there, Mark Stevens, who, you know, released this statement about how sorry he was and how contrite he was and yada, yada, yada. Bottom line is the NBA has suspended him for a year, banned him for a year, and also hit him up with a $500,000 fine, which, you know, for a guy that's worth $2.3 billion— not really a uh, big deal there but the thing that also bothers me is the fact that uh, Kyle Lowry's like yeah I never I still haven't heard from him like I still haven't gotten a apology like he's apologized to everybody but Kyle Lowry <laughs> and that to me is exactly the root of the problem is his entire reaction to what happened there pushing him it was as if he he thought he was uh, entitled right. to be able to there do you that. Go. I have the right to go ahead and put my hands on you because, you know, hey, I own the NBA. I'm an owner in the NBA. And that, to me, there's just no place in it in this day and age. So, listen, he's not the only billionaire owner that would want to go ahead and invest in an NBA team. Quite honestly, There's a lot more of them than you would realize. So nobody needs your money. Take your money and bye-bye here, guy. I don't know why the NBA wouldn't just ban his ass for life. I would have liked to have seen that. Not just ban it, but ban him from any sort of ownership stake whatsoever in the NBA. You should not have the right to be able to profit on any level from the NBA, given what you just did there. And the thing that disturbs me the most was his actions weren't that of a drunk fan or somebody that let it go. It was the actions of a guy who owns and who's part owner of an NBA team who feels he had the right to do that to Kyle. And that to me is just, it's it's inexcusable, Dane.
3: Yeah, I mean, listen, as you know, Joe, one of my, uh, one of my nicknames is not only the spitting statistician, one of my nicknames is the vocal minority. And on Fantasy Freestyle, I get into some of these other issues a lot, right? But I think you're talking about the level of entitlement, quite frankly, of your rich white owner in a sport where the employees are predominantly African-American and whatever that power dynamic is. And you speak about entitlement as opposed to, right, like if this was just a fan who got drunk and was just belligerent. This was not a belligerent act. This was an entitled act. And so because of that, you, you, you may need to unpack the privilege and the mindset of this person. And I think that's the uglier part than, like you said, if this was just a belligerent dude you know, being sloppy mm-hmm. um, because he's with his boys out at the finals. This is a guy who feels uh, and that I am projecting this. I am assuming this. I am stating this. This is a guy who feels like he had that right. I wonder how he goes through. I wonder how he goes through life. I wonder how he responds in this society. I wonder how he treats his employees. Things of that nature.
2: I, uh, I, it just bothered me to no end. We're uh, hearing yep. that, and then watching it from a. We were, we had the angle from behind, right, and it was kind of hard to see what was going on. But that right. angle from the front and his reaction, his facial, everything about this guy screamed. Hey, Joe. Let me ask you. I you think he would have done that, do that if it was
3: Gasol? You think he would have
2: done that if it was Gasol or a Caucasian player? I, you know, I honestly do. I think his level of entitlement, yep. okay. does, I don't think it sees, and it's even scarier because it, it doesn't okay. see color. It doesn't see, what it sees is I have dynamic, the money, right? I have level. the power, I right. own an owner, you, I don't employee. care who it is. Doesn't right. make a damn I bit of difference. I signed those checks. Yep. Okay. That's exactly, I, these okay. are my seats, uh, you're in my seat kind of situation and I don't care who it was. And by the way, could have been LeBron. It would have been anybody. I don't think that guy would have seen one way or the other. To him, you were in his seat. And that was what happened. You invaded my space and pal, who are you to do that? Uh so at least they they did their best to try to brush this thing under the rug as humanly possible. They acted and I thought it was great too because the name of the I guess the, you know, of course he's a, you know, he's a venture capitalist there. He's a hedge fund guy. So the name of his The name of his hedge fund company, I guess, is also very similar to a pharmaceutical company in Norway. And people got the name wrong on social media and were hammering this pharmaceutical company. (laughs) And the pharmaceutical company was great because they responded like, listen, we don't like basketball. We like soccer. We like... (laughs) <laughs> we we like beer, like we like all these other. We don't like basketball. It's not he doesn't work for us. That's you got the wrong guy. So I, I thought it was actually pretty funny because people were going ballistic looking to rip anybody yesterday, and they ripped the wrong company. But again, you know, poor guy, right? No. Two point three billion dollar <laughs> hedge fund guy, woohoo! Uh, but you know what? The what these guys understand is now all of a sudden you can't go tell your buddies how, uh, you know, hey, look at me. Uh, I own a mm-hmm. basketball team, and I'm gonna, you want to go to the game. Uh, so I would have liked to have seen a lifetime ban. Unfortunately, they didn't do that. Uh, but I would not forget this. Yeah, the good old the good boys club will remain the good old boys club. It's uh, it's kind of crazy.
3: Hey, Joe, by the way, just so you know, you know how you would just talk about how Roger Federer has not been broken at all, all, all uh, French yes. open? Yeah, well, he's been broken twice in the first set. It is 5-2 Nadal in the first set. Remember, I need those working margins, by the way. I need him to win by more than seven games. So I like a 5-2 start. Maybe if I can get that in the first, I'll be a little bit uh, comfortable for the last hour of make it rain. But, Joe, you know when you brought that up about the Norwegian company, I looked Mm -hmm. it up about a year ago. I don't know if you remember this. There's, uh, you know, LeVar Ball obviously is out there all the time. Similarly – There was a guy, there is a guy, his name is LeVar Burton. He's the guy who used to host Reading Rainbow on like PBS or whatever. And there was a time when all these people were throwing smoke and shade at LeVar Ball. They were actually hitting up uh, LeVar Burton of Reading Rainbow. And similarly, this guy on his social media was getting all this hate thrown his way. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not me. You mean LeVar Ball. Similar to, I guess, this Norwegian drug company. being like, no, no, no. It's not about this. He's <laughs> like, no, no. We, we
2: like soccer. Like, we don't not even us, know. We like bad It's like, not us. <laughs> it's definitely not Jerry us. Jerry Callow. C-A-L-L-O. <laughs> exactly. Very, very funny uh, as far as that goes there uh but um yes uh it's uh I can't believe it. I'm, I'm hoping he wins one set here in the dolls the I'm fund. looking
3: you at you know what the hedge fund or I the Warriors do. or something like that should match the 500k and give it to Lowry for a charity of his choice whether it's his hedge fund in the bay or whatever it is or the Warriors themselves as a team I think that would be um a nice gesture
2: yeah, uh, it would also be nice if he picked up the phone and actually apologized yeah. to Kyle Lowry. Call me also crazy. Nice <laughs> you know, nice actually, uh, yes. you know, apologize to the dude who for you. Your uh, actions? But yeah. this dude is yeah, never. Exactly. I'm
3: assuming I'm making assumptions. I admit that. But this dude has probably never been held accountable to anything in his life.
2: Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Which is the reason why he should never be allowed in another NBA arena ever. But I digress. Uh, where, is, uh, Does, uh, where is Bavona? Does where's Bavona and uh, Venmo? Do you guys have our uh, our music for our hashtag torn tickets here? Because there were oh, a couple of okay, beauties right. last night. What All we right. Got? Well, we'll Let's... do it coming up here. Yeah, we'll do it coming up to... here when we uh, when we get back. We'll uh, we'll do because there were a couple last night that already people are bitching and moaning about. I got it. I know. I know. There were. Uh, there's never a day, unfortunately, Dane, where we don't have some hashtag torn. Yeah tickets and i think it's safe to say when baseball season all baseball season long get used get used to that narrative here people just get used to that narrative all right bavona ahead, hit it it's tearing
1: up my tickets
2: torn tickets <that- that-
1: rip them that. right, rip them take them and my- uh- söyle- my-
2: All right. We'll start with the Washington Nationals. Those of you that took the Nats in the first five yesterday were probably feeling really good since they led, uh, you know, four nothing there heading into the fifth inning. By the time the fifth inning came and went, they were trailing five four. Didn't work out all that well for them. Uh, the Nats over there just leading, uh, just just total letdown there. Uh, welcome Hashtag back. Yeah, hashtag uh, Fernando Tatis. Uh, welcome back, my friend. Uh, nice job there for the San Diego Padres. And those of you that took the Houston Astros, the run line last night at minus one fifteen, you guys were leading five one in the seventh, feeling all good about yourself. Unfortunately, it took fourteen innings for you to eventually win eight to seven. That was uh, also pretty uh, pretty unfortunate. So
3: hashtag torn ticket.
2: Hashtag torn tickets. It's unfortunate, guys, but there were also a couple of you that cashed out. Uh, for instance, those of you that laid the 190 of the 210 for the New York Yankees. Yeah. Boom, J.A. Hattie. Edwin six 6'2". And those of you also that uh, that took the A's, the Oakland A's and the Angels, Skaggs versus Fires last night, you went, you know what? I expect some fireworks and you got them there. The over, nine to nine and a half. You guys won seven five. So, although there were some uh, torn tickets, there were also some guys that absolutely cashed out, including one Superbook USA better. Laid 75K on the Bruins at minus 145 last night. Ouch. Ouch. 75K Ouch. at 145? That's
3: what? Yes. That cost yeah. what? 105? Oh, uh, 105 ouch. A probably. Ouch. Hopefully, you <laughs> yeah. listen to me, though, because, Joe, remember I was saying Edwin Jackson on the mound for the Blue Jays? Go get yes. it. And if you didn't yep. want to pay the juice, I also, Joe, yep. remember I told you about my squad, NYCFC, who yes. had a nice little outing, also. So I parlayed the Yanks with NYCFC. My soccer team got it done 5 2 last night.
2: Nice job. Very, very nice job. And, uh, you know, speaking of soccer. Women's World Cup is coming up. Uh, we've got the latest numbers. There's, Yeah, it starts today. There are some opportunities for you guys to get some future bets in. doesn't have to be chalky, although I think, uh, Dane, there are three at the top and there is everyone else. But that tells me there could be some value to be had here on a future bet for the Women's World Cup. We'll talk about that coming up, plus Mark Lawrence, playbook.com. We'll make it rain for you in a Belmont, I promise. That's coming up.
6: To get your complimentary bottle, text YOUTH to 321321. That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321321.
5: Did we just become best friends? Yeah.
2: The best friends forever. It was what, what, eighth home run of the year?
5: Right? Yeah, I mean, seven, don't seven don't
2: look now, the OPS up to 798 after a really, really slow start. And, you know, if you look at his zone percentage, I, I think I mentioned this either last week or two weeks ago. He's basically getting the
0: Barry Bonds treatment, and he's what, 20 years old? Pitchers don't want to pitch to him. It's crazy. Watch live on the FNTSY YouTube stream and download the podcast on your popular podcast providers.
2: Federer Nadal, uh, almost one set in the books. There is what it sounds like as uh, Nadal is doing what he has done on his way to what a uh, what, yes, ninety. Yes, Nadal has 90, won the first set. Six and two record over the uh, over the nine years, ridiculous. Uh yes, taking on first Federer. Set. I just need him to win one set, man. Three one is what I got. So feel free, Federer, to bounce back here. Just take a set, get it over with, and then you can lay down, let Nadal win three sets to one. I'm good. Just need I'd be one. Less I'd be less excited about that. Just one set. One set. And then you can blow them out. Six love. uh, Six one. uh, All right. There you go. One set
3: via tiebreaker and then lose the following set.
2: Six love. Uh, Exactly. Perfect. Cool. Jackpot. And I'm with you. Cool. (laughs) Uh, Get ready to, by the way, uh, the World Cup, Women's World Cup getting ready. It is a busy summer of sports betting. Guys, you know this. 2019 Women's World Cup, France, uh, United States, pretty much co-favorites at this point in this uh, in this tournament, and uh, it really is, I, I think, the top four. It's very top-heavy, right? There's four kind of favorites there, and then there's pretty much everybody else from an odds perspective. Dane, what are we looking at?
3: Yeah, and, I, you know, I might even go far, as far as to say that the four you're talking about are even, like, in a tier A and tier B. You know, okay. you got USA... And France, I'm staring right now, and it's interesting, Joe, because there are there are uh, there is a range of this depending on the books you go to. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm on FanDuel. I see the United States as the favorite at plus 300. I see France, and the, by the way, France is the host country. Okay, at plus 360. Then you get Germany plus 500, England plus 750, and then at mm. least on FanDuel, there's a gap, and you got Japan, the Netherlands, and Australia around, like, plus 1,600, you know, so that's a big-time gap there. But you got USA, then France, then Germany, then England, but England as the fourth choice is still up to, like, plus 750. So I think what what I'm reading this as is that you got the United States and France, but you've mentioned it, Joe – Um, If all things play out according to the chalk, they would actually face each other in the beginning of the knockout stage, USA versus France, kind of like, you know, seeing the Warriors and the Rockets and the the quarterfinals, what have you. And Germany is kind of like the big boy or big lady, shall I say, the top seed, kind of by themselves on the other side of the bracket because England's in the same side as USA and France if they all win their groups as well. But it's those
2: four. Yeah. World Cup, guys, it's only seeded to spread out the superpowers in group play. It's not meant to maximize drama, which is why we have what we have. But I can tell you who the Sharps are looking at. It ain't the U.S. or France. I'll tell you exactly who it is. We'll do that coming up.